When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Asked and Answered. Questions. With Tom Opferman and Steelers Digest editor Bob Labriola. It's Jake from State Farm versus Mr. Irrelevant in the Super Bowl on Sunday. And I don't even have to ask the question, Labs. I know which way you're leaning in that matchup. You, how could you, how could you set up a matchup and not leave out the most significant player in the matchup? Taylor Swift. There you go. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, <laughs> I don't even know you anymore. I mean, I know you got your friendship bracelets on. And I'm sure you watch the Grammys. <laughs> don't don't lie. Don't lie to me. My favorite number is thirteen. Um, See, that's a Taylor well, Swift joke you don't get. How about that? I went no, right I through, went no. right over your head on that one. I'll I'll tell you what. I mean <laughs> I just I, exposed nothing, you. I guess you're not a big Swifty labs. Uh I'm way too old. I mean, I got nothing <laughs> against Taylor Swift, seriously. Her I'm not one of those people who uh gets all up in arms about uh, her attending these NFL games and, and all that stuff. Like I'd rather see, you know, more of her on TV and less of Andy Reid, you know, if you really <laughs> want my opinion. Um, but, um, you know, let's, <laughs> as I said, uh, I'm too old for her music. Uh, I know, I'm not saying I don't, you know, it's bad or anything. Right. I have no judgment. It's, it's just not my taste. And I'm an old man, so... Um, you know, I'm not her audience either. Well, let's talk about Jake from State Farm for a second. He wins that's three Super Bowls in six years. A pretty incredible feat, and he's starting to walk down the path of all-time greatness, I think. Oh, yeah, there's no – I mean, I I don't have any um, um, issue with Patrick Mahomes' ability, and certainly, um, you know, if he wins – if the Chiefs win another Super Bowl, I would imagine – Unless the voters are just looking for somebody else to vote for, he would be the MVP right. again. Um, and uh, you know, so hey, you know, props to him. I, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just tired of the commercials. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I just, uh, I. And the other thing that that kind of annoys me is uh, how he's pampered by the league uh, officials. Um, so. That always tends to be the case with whoever climbs that quarterback mountain, right? We saw it with Brady for years before Mahomes. Just for whatever reason, they seem to get all the calls. Well, they they predict they they protect some people, right? I mean, you know, Josh Allen doesn't necessarily get that kind of protection. <laughs> ben never got that kind of protection. Um, so, uh, whatever. Uh, as I said, I I will I will be uh, I will be rooting for Mister Irrelevant. The other number 13. There you go. See, you're, I, I, you're more of a Swifty than you let on. The more important thing to, to discuss, though, is the, the snack lineup and the, the food lineup at the Super Bowl. I think, are you a beer drink of choice like myself? Are we in the same boat? Or no, you're a Mountain Dew and, and vodka guy, aren't you? Um, yeah, well, I'm a vodka guy. Yes. Right. Any um, mixer then. Yeah. Um, or, you know, um, 
on the rocks right. since you know since it's since it's Super Bowl is always at home for me now. So you know I don't have to worry about you know my um, blood alcohol level or any <laughs> of that stuff. Um, so yeah, I uh, the, the, my cocktail of choice uh, is uh, clear alcohol vodka and um you know you mix it with what you mix it with i mean cranberry juice is good um you know sometimes you know those little like things you squirt in water for yeah. you know flavor i know what you mean you can just do you can do you can just do that you know mix it um you know with some ice and maybe a little water and then squirt in whatever your flavor is um you know that 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 can work too so yeah that's that's the beverage, uh, and you know, the, since it's a long slog, you know, because you start. You, well, I'll, I'll watch some of the pregame. I'm not going to pay too much attention to it because you, you won't tune in at eight a.m. when they start the pregame on Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> no, because because <laughs> the prattling on of the so-called experts. I mean, you know, I'll watch it for some of the early commercials. They usually save the good ones uh, for the game right. or right before the game. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes the, the, uh, pageantry is somewhat amusing. Um, and then, you know, my wife will have puppy bowl on for sure. Uh, the puppy bowl. I forgot about the puppy bowl. Puppy, puppy bowl 20, you know, um, so, you know, <laughs> there will be, you know, Super Bowl Sunday. I'll, I'll, I'll give it, um, you know, good eight hour shift probably. <laughs> And then the food list, I got wings are at the top for me, and I think that's the most cliche answer for everybody. I'll throw a little bit of a curveball at you that might not be on everybody's uh, menu for Super Bowl Sunday. I like to go a little, you know, spring roll, maybe uh, egg roll, you know, uh, it's just something different maybe. Yeah, well, uh, let me ask you this, though. See, usually I, I don't um, dive into the, the, the mania of takeout food okay. on Super Bowl Sunday because everybody's doing that. And it's it's a gigantic um, cluster, so uh, usually the menu here has to do with what can be made, um, you know, in house under the snack category. Smart. So, yeah, there will be you know chips and dip. Uh, queso is is very good. Yes. You know, you can um, dress it up a little bit with and turn it into kind of like chicken nacho dip. Um, you know, there's some of that. Uh, I like hummus um, with some veggies. You know, that gives me the the illusion that I, you know, I'm eating healthy. Um, but uh, you know, finger food. Uh, you know, I don't know. Just kind of play it by ear. I really don't have a uh, hard and fast set menu. I'm I'm more of you know read the coverage kind of guy. Yeah, when it comes to that. you can't have a hard and set fast menu on Super Bowl Sunday. You mentioned how it's a slog. It's the same way with the food for me. I don't want to eat a lot right at the beginning and then fade down the stretch. You know, I, I like to pace myself with right. a lot of finger foods. Yes, and um, you know, and then the you know the pace of the game, the the way the game unfolds, also has something to do with it. You know, hopefully it's it's going to be a competitive game throughout. You know, and I'm, I'm sure that um, the keep the game close crew of officials will will have something to do with that um, because I can't really see it being a blowout. I, I don't think that either one of the teams 
has the capability of blowing out the other, or either one of the teams has the tendencies that would allow them to be blown out. But, um, you know, there's enough uh, judgment penalties available that, um, you know, to keep the game close calls as I, as I refer to them. I'm sure there will be some of those. Well, before we get to Super Bowl Sunday, we got questions that need to be answered. So let's start with Luke Hagan from Mars, Pennsylvania. And warms my heart to see this be a quarterback question right off the bat. Do you believe Is there going to be any other kind until no. we go to training camp? I hope we make it every week until training camp with this pattern. <laughs> Do you believe there is more upside in keeping the quarterback room the same or bringing in a veteran like Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson, or maybe even a Jacoby Brissett and either getting rid of Mitch Trubisky or not resigning Mason Rudolph for whatever reason? Okay. I mean, I, I do believe that the Steelers' preference is to resign Mason Rudolph. So um, I, I just, you know, Kirk Cousins is 35 years old. Russell Wilson is 35 years old also. Both of those guys have made over $200 million during their careers as longtime NFL starting quarterbacks, Okay. Can you imagine a realistic scenario what either one of them would be interested in coming to the Steelers for a chance to compete with Kenny Pickett? No. I mean, you know, and you have to look at, I think, the way you're making up your roster. I mean, okay, you bring Kirk Cousins here and you tell him, okay, you're going to, we're going to start Kenny Pickett and, um, you know, we want you to help him. I mean, how long, you know, I mean, I'm not saying Kirk Cousins is a jerk or would become a jerk or I just think that that kind of thinking, you know, that's the video game method of building a roster. You know, you're not taking into consideration the the people, the personalities, mm-hmm. you know, you're just, you know, the human, element. In names. The human element, you're just playing them yeah. with their computers. Yes. Uh, so I don't see. um you know, either one of those guys. And, hey, let's, you know, Russell Wilson is still under contract to the Broncos. Yeah, you okay? got to trade, yeah. Um, Kirk Cousins doesn't become an unrestricted free agent until the final four years of his current deal are voided on March 13th. Okay? So there's those kind of nasty little uh, details to work out. And then, hey, all due respect to Jacoby Brissett, I'd rather have Mason Rudolph. Seriously, I mean, I... I I just would. I don't think much people would push you on that, including your partner on this podcast. <laughs> Mario Massesso from Centerville, Ohio asks, should Justin Fields become available? How aggressive do you think the Steelers should be in going after him? Well, there's that this is a this is the same answer, only, you know, it's a different age group, maybe. <laughs> right. Um, you know, again, Justin Fields is gonna require draft capital. Uh and you know, the notion that uh, the Bears are going to just dump him for a, a song and then use the first overall pick on, say, Caleb Williams. That's a name that's been thrown out there a lot. Um, you know, Caleb Williams is people, his people, whether this is true or not. But, you know, it's it's on the Internet, so it has to be true. Uh, he's saying he doesn't want to play for the Bears. So, you know, um, or... or is, is it in the Bears' best interest to try and, you know, keep Justin Fields, trade back, get a bunch of good players around him, and maybe make that work? Um, but regardless of that, you know, Justin Fields is going to be entering his fourth NFL season coming up. Um, now, 
the the cost of exercising his fifth year option is expected to be in the range of $22, $23 million. Mm. So you're going to trade for this guy, you have him for a year, and then you're going to have to either pay him $22 million for one year or let him go, which, you know, then you're right back in the situation you were in before. I, I you know, this doesn't, this doesn't make any sense to me. I, I do believe that the hiring of the new coordinator, Arthur Smith, um, the ideas for him to help Kenny Pickett take the next step in his development. Um, I don't believe the organizational plan is to commit significant draft capital plus cap space to bringing in a replacement for Pickett. I mean, if you wanted to do that, you could do that. But what we've heard from Mike Tomlin, from Art Rooney II, that's, that doesn't sound like you know the way they want to go. Dave Kitlack from Eriksville, Ohio. I believe that I believe the Steelers are now one in ten during the regular season without TJ Watt. I know in his time Troy Polamalu missed some games and he had as much of an impact on games during his career as Watt does now. What was the Steelers record in games played without Troy Polamalu? Okay, during his twelve year career, Troy Polamalu missed thirty four regular season games. Um, in those games, the Steelers were twenty and fourteen. Oh, now let me now let me just point this out. You know, to me, the disparity in the record of the Steelers without Troy versus the Steelers without T.J. Watt says more about the rest of the roster. Agreed. Than it does about those particular individuals and their value, their respective value uh, to their teams. Um, you know, there were a lot of guys, you know, on those uh, Troy teams that, um, you know, pretty good. Uh, you know, I don't know that this Steelers roster has that um, kind of depth of talent throughout. David Morrow from Lovells, Michigan. Was the wild card round game in Buffalo game in Buffalo the coldest game in Steelers history? Um, no, not even close, really. And it's as weird as it might sound to say that and is as weird as it seemed to me when I looked this up to find out, uh, it's not even close. So the way that the league uh, determines, you know, this, this kind of information, uh, it's the, according to the weather forecast that is put the weather conditions, excuse me, that are listed on the official NFL game summary. So according to that, um, January 15th at Highmark stadium, uh, it was 17 degrees. Uh, the wind chill was recorded at 5 degrees, but when you're, in terms of records and this kind of stuff, it's the air temperature that is the deciding factor, okay? So that 17-degree temperature would be tied for eighth in franchise history on the list of coldest games. And just for, you know, comparison's sake, the coldest game in Steelers history came on December 10th, 1977, it was two degrees in Riverfront Stadium for a 17 to 10 loss to the Bengals. Daniel Mazenko from Lidditz, Pennsylvania. Obviously, the 1970s is the best decade as far as the Steelers' one loss record in the playoffs. What is their playoff record in each of the decades since then? Okay, from 80 to 89, the Steelers were two and four in the playoffs. In 90 to 99, they were five and six. In 2000 to 2009, they were 10 and 4. Mm. 2010 to 2019, they were 5 and 6. 
so far in the 2020. So that's 2020 through 2023. They're own they're own three. Steve Samick from St. Mary's, Pennsylvania. Can a team sell or give their game films to another team? No, I mean, well, it's not necessary. Um, NFL, the NFL rule is all NFL game films are available from the league to all teams in the league simply via request because all teams have to submit their game films to the league and then the league keeps all of those on file. So if, you know, the Steelers want a Tennessee game film video now, they just get it from the league. They don't have to, there's no team to team dealing. It's not necessary. So, you know, that's part of, Go ahead. So Jim Harbaugh doesn't need to bring Connor Stallions with him to the Chargers. <laughs> no, but no uh, need. Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick still might be using um, what's it called? Ernie Adams. However, <laughs> to do what? Just to like tell him what to eat for lunch around the house? <laughs> no, to tell him uh, you know what the what Dick LeBeau's hand signals <laughs> still... to the to James Ferrier mean. Um, so that they know what the defense is, so then he can tell Tom Brady, so then that he can uh, exploit the defense perfectly in real time. Well, that's fun. Him, that's and Ernie, how... him and Ernie can reenact that while he's at home unemployed for this upcoming <laughs> NFL season. That's how Spy. That's how Spygate worked. Fernando Casten- Castaneda from El Paso, Texas. In regard to the tampering rules, when does the season end for a player whose contract is over so he can be approached by parties interested in his services? Is it when his team uh, is eliminated or on a different date? No. Players uh, are under contract to their current team until 4 p.m. on Wednesday, March 13th. That's when all uh, 23, 2023 contracts expire, you know, that are up. You know what I mean? If you don't have any more years. Okay. Okay. Now, because, you know, it was, things were so ridiculous there for a while. And this is years ago because you'd, you'd have this expiration date, say, let's just pretend 4 PM Wednesday, March 13th. And then, you know, five minutes after four, uh, a team would announce a free agent signing this con complex contract, multi-year, you know, lots of money, all kinds of bonuses and, you know, that kind of stuff. How did that get worked out in five minutes? Anybody think that that really happened that way? Me neither. So now the, the league has instituted what they call a legal tampering period. Okay, so starting at noon on Monday, March the 11th, which is 48 hours before all of the contracts officially expire, Clubs are permitted to contact, I'm reading here from the NFL bylaws, clubs are permitted to contact or enter into contract negotiations with the certified agents of players who will become unrestricted free agents upon the expiration of their 2023 player contracts at 4 p.m. on March 13th. So, you know, I still believe, you know, I'm a cynic, Um, I still believe that there's some contact preliminary contact maybe with agents um, because again I don't know who the let I don't know who the number one free agent is going to be coming up I you know that hasn't been determined yet because teams haven't uh, used the franchise tag or any of that stuff yet so but let's just pretend you know uh, priority free agent number one whoever that is 
uh, you know, you, if a team is going to commit a hundred million dollars to this person, you know, you want to know what <laughs> kind of interest there is. You know, you might call up the agent on March first, and the agent says, "No, he has no interest in coming there." So you don't even waste your time. Um, so you know, there's that kind of stuff going on too. But anyway, according to the letter of the law. Any contact by teams to players set to become unrestricted free agents or to the agents of those players before noon on Monday, March 11th, would be considered tampering. Good luck proving that, too, by the way. <laughs> John Thompson from Conneaut, Ohio. This is a question regarding Jalen Warren's potential restricted free agency. As a restricted free agent, since Warren entered the NFL as an undrafted rookie, would that mean the Steelers would receive no compensation if another team signed him? Okay, let's. I want to start with this. Jalen Warren isn't eligible to become a restricted free agent until March 2025. Mm. Okay, I'll answer the question, but people need to understand that I'm not talking about this March. I'm not talking about right. next month. No, this is the okay. next year problem. Yeah, this is the next year problem. Okay, restricted free agency, the original team. So let's use Jalen Warren as the example. It's just easier. Um, so in restricted free agency, the Steelers have the right to match any contract offer their restricted free agent might get from any other team, okay? And then depending upon the amount of the tender, the Steelers would extend to Jalen Warren as a restricted free agent. They could get compensation if he signs with another team. Now, people have to understand these numbers I'm throwing out are old numbers, and they probably will go up, you know, between now and when this actually becomes a problem, but I'll just use these numbers as a reference point. So, okay, um, a, a tender in the neighborhood, and it's for one year. You offer your restricted free agent a one-year deal for $6.5 million on a one-year contract. If he, if whoever the restricted free agent is, signs an offer sheet from the other, another team that offers more money, uh, and uh, the Steelers decide not to match it because they always have the right to match the original team, then they'd get a, a first-round draft pick. Now, if the tender on the one-year uh, one deal is $4.6 million, then um, if the guy, uh, the player, receives an offer sheet, the Steelers decline to match, and he leaves, then the Steelers will get a number two pick as compensation. And that's in that draft. Okay. So as an example, it's 2025, some team, the Steelers offer Jalen Warren 6.5 million tender. He doesn't, or he presents the offer sheet. The Steelers declined to match that team that presented him with that offer has to have a number one pick that year mm. or that he can't, they can't do that because it has to be, a pick in that draft because that's an immediate immediate compensation okay so i explained first round compensation second round compensation um and then the third level is right of first refusal only um that's 2.9 million uh on the one year con on one year deal and if uh jalen warren would get an offer sheet sign it present it to the steelers and they would decline to match, then that they get nothing. But they do have the right to match anyway. 
Our final question today comes from Nick Mitchell from Glen Lyon, Pennsylvania. How many times have the Steelers had the last pick in the NFL draft, a.k.a. Mr. Irrelevant? Now, this is this is pertinent, huh? It For really Super is. Bowl week? Okay. Very timely. Uh, and yes. So um, I, I, did, I decided not to go all the way back in the Wayback Machine because, once again, <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers have been in business for over 90 years. And the first NFL draft was in 1936. So we'll just do the Super Bowl era. So the Steelers have had the final pick of the NFL draft four times in the Super Bowl era, even though they've won six Super Bowls. Uh, and I'll explain why that is later. Okay. Uh, in the 1975 NFL draft, which came after they won Super Bowl IX, with the last pick, the Steelers selected Nebraska guard Stan Hegner. He did not make the team. In 1976, they won, uh, that came after winning Super Bowl X. The last pick in the draft was Dayton wide receiver Kevin Kirk. He did not make the team. In 1979, which was after the Steelers won Super Bowl XIII the following, you know, the previous season, they selected Northwestern State wide receiver Mike Almond. He did not make the hmm, team. Bit of a pattern here. And then in 1980, uh, after the Steelers won Super Bowl fourteen, they selected Florida A&M guard Tyrone McGriff. He played 36 NFL regular season games, including 10 starts during his three-year career with the Steelers. All right, fourth time's the charm on that. Yeah. Now, just to um, clarify, it didn't become known as Mr. Irrelevant until the 1979 NFL draft. Uh, then it became more of a, you know, kind of a marketing promotion thing. So that made Mike Almond, that Northwestern statewide receiver, he was the first winner of the Lozman Trophy. That's what they give Mr. Irrelevant <laughs> as part of this thing. Um, but again, as I said, he didn't make the team. Now, after Super Bowl 40 and 43, you know, there, there, there's not compensatory picks awarded. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a much more complex um, drafting process than it was back in the 70s. So in the 2006 NFL draft and the two and in the 2009 NFL draft, the Steelers did not have the last pick. So that went somewhere else. So to answer the question, uh, four times in the Super Bowl era, uh, the only guy to make the team was Tyrone McGriff. Well, maybe another Mr. Irrelevant will be getting a different kind of trophy come the end of the Super Bowl on Sunday. 6.30 kickoff between the Niners and the Chiefs. That's going to do it for us here today at Ask and Answer. Thanks, as always, for sending in your questions. Keep sending them into labs. We'll keep trying to get through as many as we can throughout the offseason. For Bob Labriola, I'm Tom Opferman. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and we'll talk to you next week on Ask and Answered. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.